Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. You know that girl, right? From Catholic school in Madison. Oh, that man. Yes, yes, Happy yes, Easter, yes. sis. Happy <laughs> Easter, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that girl with me coming yeah. back from this music festival where... Lord, I was not living godly. I sure wasn't. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Ooh, girl, I was missing some D so bad. Oh, there was so many. Because, you know, the girls be just, um, well, the girls don't know what festival I went to. I went to Miss Coachella, who has been away for three years. She's a big music festival out in the desert. She's not Burning Man. A lot of girls confuse her for Burning Man. Yeah, a lot of girls confuse the girls her. Yeah, are truly out in the desert, and they bring. But what do those girls do at Burning Man? Like, what do they do? What kind of take activities? a bunch of drugs, um, create okay. villages, have sex, build up colonies and communities? Because everything you bring to Coachella, you take back with you. They don't shower for weeks. It's a whole thing. It's and no, every, it's oh, I'm sorry. Everything, everything at Burning Man, you take back with you, right? <coughs> Yes, Burning Man. See, girl, girls coughing. I'm coughing out dust, y'all. So bear with me. Um, Burning Man, everything you... Because um, it's basically... some. I don't even remember Burning Man. I think it is in California. But basically, it's she is, truly yeah. the desert. And anything you bring there, you're supposed to take I back think. with you. She's um, hunger. She's Hunger Games tea. Then she's Hunger Games. Kind tea. of like people. Like people barter and trade if they need certain things. Um, and like she's also, I thought she was not cheap. She pretty, she's like a thousand dollars. I was like, for what? I'm bringing all my own shit. So Coachella's not like that. She also is in a kind of like part of um. She's oh, East Burning Man's in Nevada. She's in Nevada. Nevada. Okay, that yeah. sounds right. Because that's mm-hmm. real desert. That's real desert. Mm-hmm. Um, with Burning Man, you are close to a town. Um, it's almost kind of like a resort kind of town, one of those smaller LA towns, but you're still, it, like we were near, we were staying at a house and we still was a good 45 minute, 50 minute walk to get to Burning Man. Cause it's quite a bit far. Cause they're really blasting. Or to get it to theirs. Coachella. You keep, you keep conflating them girls. Coachella, Coachella. Hmm? You, Coachella. To keep, oh, to get yeah. to Coachella. Yeah. 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 Um, she's about, she has five or six stages going on. There's a Ferris wheel. There's food. Um, it's a whole thing. It's basically a big music festival that's been going on for, God, I don't know, like 20 years, something like that. And who um, are the headliners this year, girl? Who'd you see on stage? Uh, this year, the headliner, I saw two of the three because we left a bit early on Sunday because she was done. Because, you know, I was getting a bit. This is my second time going to Coachella. And last time I didn't go get to the stages or get to the music part as early. A lot of times I got there in the evening. And by that point, you're almost half of the day. A lot of the shows start around 2 or 3. So it's best to get out there a bit earlier. But then that's at the peak hour. The sun, 89 degrees. Um, but I saw quite a few shows. The big headliners were Harry Styles, um, Billie Eilish. And then replacing Kanye was Swedish House Mafia with The Weeknd. Um, so I didn't stay for that last girl. I do like The Weeknd, but wasn't as pressed. Um, Harry Styles was fine. He was very mellow. In some ways, it's like when it's like because t- the headliners come on at like ten o'clock at night. They come on quite late. So at that point, you almost kind of need some energy. And yeah, Coachella, I was you need like Big Frida at ten o'clock at night. You know, okay. what I'm saying? You, need, you need that type of energy. Like yeah. So it's like thirty something girls. Like you know, what I'm saying we're we're mid thirty. Okay, we don't need to so put an like, age on it. But yeah, I'm just saying. It's, so, 
it's, yeah. it's easy to keep yourself going when you have some energy. And, and he kind of had remixed his songs. So they were a bit slower. He was going for this acoustic thing. He brought out Shania Twain, which I was just like, girl, why? So she was fine. And Billy was, I've seen Billy before, actually, at my first Coachella. Um, and she, I, she is good. But the thing is, her recent album is also kind of sleepier. So she did bring out the Gorillas, which was like my high school, one of my high school loves when I was into like kind of punk. I used rock. to love Shania. Shania Twain is the only country girl I like really, really stand. Like mm. I liked a little Leanne Rhymes tea too, but mm. Shania Twain, even with Did her you? right wing tea, I mean, yes, Miss Shania is quite right. Um, yeah, I, I've, but she I've got her man more. taken from her by her best friend. So I like, I got to give her a little oh, bit yeah, of grace. You know what tea. I'm saying? That's real country music tea. Like yes, she really lived that. How tea. many of those albums were written about that man? She she loved that man, girl. And she I think he's still, and, you know, I think time. she had to pay him out alimony and stuff. I think, <laughs> she, I think you know, it's gotta be the worst think, part. But you know, you're still the one I run to, the only one I want. Blah blah blah. I don't know what the words, but. No, that's yeah, it, that's, that's it. that was the jam, girl. That song mm-hmm. was the jam. Mm-hmm. And so she did Man, I Feel Like a Woman, because Harry Styles is, you know, living his cross-dressing fantasy, which I do love. Um, but, you know, there were some girls who think, like, she's the second coming out, David Bowie. Bowie? Bowie. But um, I think he's not quite there yet. Um, he just doesn't give me that kind of, like, wild rock sexual energy. But he is cool. He's he's doing well for the young girls. I think he's he's bringing them into the future. Um, but for me, my favorite acts, I saw Miss Pablo Vitar, my Brazilian drag queen, who I live for. I almost got emotional seeing her. She was just perfect. The first drag queen to perform at Coachella, just, you know, a Brazilian queen. She was there with Anita, who I did miss. Anita's a very popular Brazilian woman, um, who's coming over, a musician, musician who's coming over and breaking into the scene. She has a song with Saweetie called Faking Love. Um, I saw Mika, who I've also loved, a kind of French Middle Eastern, um, kind of R&B pop singer. Um, what are the highlights? Um, there were, there was a lot of, actually the nice thing was I was with people who were into seeing the smaller acts or who didn't just want to see the big stage acts. Um, so it was, it was a nice time. I was with a good group of people who were very, you know, take, taking care of each other. Um, I was with a girl who listens to our show. Um, and she had, um, asked me about coming again because she had known about my kind of lesser, experience and i did have a better experience this time i so the first time i went i was doing vip um which caused a thousand dollars dollars um so it's a bit you have a shorter entrance you have kind of different sections that are available to you but she also is a thousand dollars this time i went for the 500 dollar one and just in general because there were more people going it just cost less and i didn't honey save a little money i didn't mind it and i had a better time so mm. that was miss coachella i'm recovering you, you were I with some better girls everywhere. this time i mean you were with some better girls this time. just some girls who um i think the the thing about coachella is, is just a big music festival it's easy to lose girls um it can be a bit daunting and it's like um it just felt like okay with this group of people even someone i didn't even know i felt very taken care of and i felt like okay i've got you know people around me to support me and you know if i need water if because it, it it there's lots of girls be passing out left and right sometimes from drugs sometimes from a bunch of other things um sometimes just from like not taking care of themselves 
or babies out there. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird thing was, I think at Pasco shows, they used to have a tent of water available. And I think maybe because they took a couple years off, changed vendors, but there was, it was hard sometimes to find water. There weren't that many refill stations. Thankfully, if you did buy water from a vendor, they kept it at $2, which, you know, concert tea water will be like four or five dollars for that small bottle. So that was nice, but still, it was sometimes hard to find water. Um, so, and, and, um, actually the security was a little weird too. Like, child, the first day I brought in a metal bottle, because I didn't even think about it, because I just had a metal bottle of water. Um, and yeah, they didn't even... I think the, it was also because it was a black girl. She took it out. She looked at it. And she looked at me. And I was like, girl, I'm just... I don't know. What you want me to do with it? And she was like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> so, oh, um, okay, okay. I think they're still kind of getting their feet again. But um, but very, very cool festival. I may see if Contessa wants to go at some point. Because, um, mm. yeah, girls are still going at our age and older. Um, she's just and a you really know, I told you, I'm a never. I'm a never for Coachella. So you don't ever have I think to I'm going to say you're a maybe. I'm going to say you're a, If we no, get to, like, to if, you're, if you get in That's a little okay. bit better shape. I don't want to be bothered. If you, yeah. if you can afford the VIP. And what what if Rihanna was a headliner? Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. See yeah, how quickly yeah. that changed? So, yeah. yeah. You never know who the headliner. I don't like are. that desert heat like that. I'm not that girl. Like, even... I don't <sighs> like that girl. That but... is true. But then maybe you won't join us until, like, maybe you just stay at the house and be by the pool. And then you'll come oh, at, like, six or seven evening. when it starts yeah. to cool down. Maybe I'll be so. that girl. Yeah. So you'll miss some of the shows because a lot of the acts going around three. But sometimes there were people who kind of, like, just come later because they're, like, they don't want to deal with it or they don't care about the earlier shows and they just want to chill at the house so it depends you can do it however you want yeah uh, that's but really i actually cute, like seeing a lot of smaller acts so yeah i don't have to be i just want to go see rihanna so if she maybe she's yeah. that girl then um i mean yeah, she girl. could be she well you know be. welcome to tuesday queens oh yeah let me do yeah she's so <laughs> adobray girl she got dusted places she don't know where she is uh, she just got back um, 1 a.m. this morning, but still feeling this. So I've been sleeping all day. Didn't even think, didn't, wasn't sure I was going to wake up for this. <gasps> so with that said, welcome back to Tuesday Queens, one of the few places in the posphere where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and both desert adventures and some family adventures. We got a Devereaux story coming. I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm joined by my sister, my bestie, Miss Devereaux. How's hey, it going? Hey, girl. Well, yeah, it's good to hear about your Coachella tea. I'm like, um, you know, I thought that's cute for you. I love that. I love that. <laughs> well, here, uh, real quick, like, I feel like, um, cause I actually found out that I do like festival scenes. Like I, I, you know, Miss Contessa and I, we went to Afropunk. We went all the way to South Africa for it. That was actually a little disappointing because she rained out. But I like, I think, would you go to Afropunk? Cause, you know, you might be a New York girl. Yeah. Afropunk's in maybe, New York. Maybe, maybe like fun. Brooklyn Afropunk. Maybe like Brooklyn Afropunk and like, Maybe not South Africa Afropunk because I'm not oh, traveling yeah. like yeah. across you know different continents um, for that tea. But um, the I think is there a London uh, one? Is there a London? Yes, one there too? is. Yes, there okay, is. Okay. Yes, there is. Yeah, think about maybe. any of those music festivals. You just have to be prepared. Like she had, she had her Pepto Bismol. She had hand sanitizer. She had mask. She had water. Like you got to be prepared because you can't. If you were get something, you can't just go back to the house a lot of time because it might take you an hour to get there. So with any music festival, it's just really the preparation is the key. You got to dress right. Like you got to bring a sweatshirt. And even then, some one day I actually didn't bring a heavy enough shirt because it really got quite cold and windy. Um, 
But yeah, it's all preparation. But I don't know. There, there were girls at all ages, so I don't know. I'm not. And you know, there's still we still got life in us. We're we're getting back to it. Like the fact was, I was at the, a conference, then I went to this, and I was like, wow, this is most people I've seen in three years. It was a bit of much. I'm not gonna lie. But well, look how you sound now, though, girl. Look I know, girl. She gonna have to take that I'm COVID saying. test and check, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Look how you sound but, now. But hey. Hey girl, we gotta get ready for it. I heard Miss Florida already taking away um she taking away that mask policy for the airlines, right? Yeah, that judge in Florida, yeah, that federal judge, yeah. So there's like as of today, there is no more well, we're recording on Monday, April eighteenth. There is no more mask required on public transportation or airplanes. So mm-hmm. you can ride the New York Metro, you know, MTA with no with no subway yeah, you I and mean, the rats. No mask or you know, you can ride that. You can ride the BART in San Francisco, the Chicago subway, like, and that's like some tea. But you know, it is what it, that's what the girls it want. The white girls, is. that's the what white they people want. Especially, yeah, they really. But I see that in Detroit. I mean, some now. of the airlines too. Some of the airlines too. Although, some of the airlines honestly, want too, but they're white. They're white. Like the leadership is is white. You know. But also, so, I think some of those airlines just think that like it's kind of a hindrance. But like, let's be real. Like, even when I was um in because I was in New Orleans before I went to Coachella, the airlines are struggling. Like, someone just sent me a story about how the airlines have been having a lot of cancellations. So y'all girls not even ready for ha- all of the, for the summer travel. So. I why are you pushing for these mass policies we never ready for all these girls like y'all laid off half your staff so this summer may be wild you know we're changing our trip a bit and that may not be a bad thing i don't i don't know yeah this summer is maybe a bit wild yeah to travel. yeah i think it's gonna be wild but you know i mean it is what it is <laughs> i know you ready to stay at home though you're like give me a reason let me tell you well i mean i'm just saying okay i actually had a wild time at home yesterday because on miss really? easter sunday it was some tea like you know, like my mom had a really cute little like post church dinner at her house, and mm. you know, like, did you go to church with her? I didn't go to church yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I went know. by the. We're water. not fully saved like that. Yeah, no, we're, we're not fully it. saved. But you know, through him, with him, in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father. Stop it! She know the songs, though. She know the hymns. Okay, but yeah, but no, but. Um, no, I didn't go to church. I just went and prayed by the water, you know. Okay, that's it. Hey, God can be in the garden, bitch. Yeah, anywhere. God is everywhere, you know. And Mm -hmm. I think that, um, and we're living in renewal and the resurrection. Praise God. Mm I, I, we had dinner together and it was really cute. It was like, you know, it was like my little, my, my good, my good Judy, you know, the married one who had like the stalker fish on her. She came over with her little son. My you mean the married son. one, the married one who her husband cheated on her with the stalker fish? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She came okay, over. Okay. So they're still, like, do we still call her the married one? Are they still together? Well, the soon to not be married one. Yeah. Okay. So, so and fair, then fair, the, fair. um, then like, um, so another girl from college who, whose dad died last year, her and her mm. mom and sister came over. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like, um, a lot, like, like a lot of family members came over. So it was like cute. And mm-hmm. Aunt Nellie, you know, Nene's sister, Aunt Nellie, Nene, one, two of Nene's daughters came over and then mm-hmm. Nene doesn't really go anywhere. Nene stays at her house. She don't go anywhere, mm-hmm. but she did go somewhere yesterday and that's the story too. But Nene's younger sister, Nellie came over. The, Nellie is the one who I told you was starting to have symptoms of dementia, even though she's only like 67 years old, my yeah. Aunt Nellie. Yeah. And girl. so she came over and she was doing really good yesterday. She was like talking to people. She was like having great 
conversations. She even was helping my mom like clean up after the end. And she usually mm. does. She usually does like when my mom has a thing, like she usually is in the kitchen helping her clean up at the end. But yesterday, yeah, yesterday nice. she was doing that too. And then all of a sudden, girl, she, now she came with one of Nene's daughters, like, and Nene's daughter brought her over and she just starts, she was in the middle of washing a pot or something, girl. Don't you know? She just said, I'm ready to go. And she just walked out and walked out on the busy street, girl. For, you know, and oh, Nene's man. daughter was like, girl, you came with me, girl. You can't just be walking out like that. They had to go and get her off the street. It was just oh, wild. But crazy. So the story, the crazy story, um, Nene slapped somebody in the face yesterday, too. Nene wasn't at my mom's, but <laughs> Nene was over at... Nene was over at the Kitty Disco. She took some of the kids, the grandkids and stuff, to the Kitty Disco that happens on Easter Mm -hmm. in Detroit. Don't ask. Mm -hmm. It's like a ghetto tradition in Detroit. But a Kitty (laughs) Disco, like after church, the kitties, Mm -hmm. like, they have their own little, like, dance party with the DJ and stuff. It's it's an old school Detroit tradition. And so Nene took a couple of the grandkids there. Well, you Mm -hmm. know, I told you about, you know, the little one I helped get into, like, my high school. He's going to middle school there next year. Mm -hmm. Uh Well, Mm -hmm. his mom... Now, Nene is his grandmother from his dad's side, black. This is one of Black's sons, right? Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. his mom, who's a drunk, she came to the kitty disco. And the little boy's birthday was, you know, he turned like 11 the day before, girl. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, she she was drunk. She slapped the mom, the drunk mom, slapped the little boy and pulled his glasses <gasps> Wait, is this off your, his is face. Is this the cute little boy? Yes. Like, he's so sweet, too. Oh, no, but she's so, He's a talker, though. He like, for you know, for old school black girl. people... He like That's for old not... school. Yo, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, how for old, old school, school is she? That baby is young. She, she yeah, what, maybe she's, she's younger than me, girl. She's in her. That's she's not like old school. Thirty one. But I'm just saying. School. No, Our I know it's not old school. But Nene be Nene be popping him sometimes too. I got I can't be lying. Nene That's old school. She yeah, because be Nene is like. Nene is like 70, but, um, that drunk anyway, shit. the girls remember that drunk shit. Yeah. So know. this girl is drunk. She's only in her early thirties, but she's drunk anyway. Oof. She, and it was his, there was a day after his birthday too. Cause his birthday just passed. Anyway, oh, the, the mom, she popped, she popped him in his face, in his face, oh. which Nene was already. And then she popped him in his face and then she took his glasses off and she said she was going to break his glasses. Nene slapped her so okay. hard to the ground that she she slapped her so hard to the ground that she uh-huh. like knocked her out. I love and it. Now, now Nene, yeah. that gave me like even hearing the story, I wasn't there to witness it, but that gave me PTSD because I think I told the girls like a couple of times, like Nene, when I was young, like I was at Nene's house one time, and it was an extended relative over there who staying with them. Nene, and then um, Nene, like my great grandmother, Nene's grandmother, Grandma Bobby was still mm-hmm. living then and she was in her room technically nene's house was, was grandma bobby's house nene inherited mm-hmm. the house from grandma bobby so mm-hmm. grandma Bo- mm-hmm. so anyway grandma bobby was like not in her room at the time she was like already like in her early 80s by then and she like was somewhere like maybe sitting on the porch or something i came out of the bathroom and i saw that extended relative going through grandma bobby's drawers in her room and going through like her stuff in her room she didn't know i saw her like I mm-hmm. looked and saw her, and of course, like a little tattletale, I went and told Nene, like a snitch. Mm-hmm. Nene beat her ass. Nene beat her ass. Oh, I remember you telling because me because she had a she had a this extended relative. But did she have a ha- history of stealing though? She had a huge history of stealing. Yes, mm-hmm. Nene beat her ass. And then another time, Nene, another time, like this drunk man. It was like maybe the same year, or the next year, like the summer. I was always over there in the summertime a lot. 
Nay Nay. Mm-hmm. I was like, we were outside, and this drunk man, he knew he was not allowed in Nay Nay's house. He knew he was not allowed mm-hmm. in Nay Nay's house for no any reason. She didn't want that drunk in her house. Anyway, mm-hmm. he came in her, he like, he must have had to go to the bathroom or something. He, we just always mm-hmm. used to wait to him on what he's walking down the street. Hey, hey, Walter, hey, Walter, hey, Walter. Anyway, mm-hmm. he, um, but he knew not to come in. So all the kids, we were all playing outside and then, and then he started to walk in and I, and then the girls tried to stop him and then I tried to stop him, but we were all young at the time. And it was a big old man, like six two and like two hundred and forty mm-hmm. pounds type T. We're like, no, you can't go in the house, Walter. You know you can't go in the house. Well, he went in the house. He was on the bottom floor. He was being loud. And Nene's like, who is that? My motherfucking house. You know, she came Come down on, the stairs and she girl. saw that nigga in her house, bitch. She slapped him so hard that he fell <laughs> to the ground and he didn't get up for like a long, <laughs> like a while. And uh, Nene be so putting these girls down. She be putting the girls down. That's why, you know, she do. Nene don't be playing with these. And Nene 70 still, you know, Nene almost 70. She still. Look at that. She still down. got some hefts of that hand. Yeah, girl. She don't be playing, girl. She do not play. But so, but I didn't don't. witness that. But back to Nelly, Nene's younger sister, because she was, Nene was with the kids at the kitty disco, the little kids. So, mm-hmm. um, but. Nelly was at my house, so she walked out. But anyway, well, really, what I wanted to tell the girls is this crazy, crazy story from about mm-hmm. a week and a half ago, um, mm-hmm. maybe almost two weeks ago now. It was, um, I had made, uh, like, because what happens is with Aunt Nelly, she is having, like, paranoia and short-term memory loss. And she's only mm-hmm. 67, but this is something that her mother had, too, mm-hmm. Um and not long-term memories. It's not like forgetting people's names, but she's she has gotten lost while driving and other things like that. Mm. So I called this all-black therapy practice with mostly, I think it's all-black women, but it's definitely all-black. I called this black therapy practice, and mm-hmm. I asked, I told them the scenario that I need a therapist for my aunt. You know, she has good insurance because her husband, you know, was a union worker and all that. And, um, she has good insurance. She has money to pay out of pocket if she needs to. Like she, you know, has money and stuff. And so she, I called him and I was like, okay, well, I need a therapist. I need a black woman. Um, and I need someone who deals with, this is a 67 year old lady, almost 68 next week. And she, you know, is having paranoia. She's like, you know, possibly having like some memory loss. Like, so I used all the right terms, right? And told them. Mm -hmm. And so they, so the assistant who I was talking to was a black woman assistant. She went through the, she was like asking her manager supervisor who she should refer because the whole practice. And she said, and I'm going to use this hoe's name. I'm going to use her name. So she said, she said, um, oh, well, the best person is probably Sherry or somebody else. She went back and asked her manager. And she said, oh, yeah, it's definitely Sherry. Sherry's the best one. Sherry's the best one. And I was like, okay, great. Well, can we get in, like, soon? Can we get... This is, like, on maybe, like, a Thursday. And I was like, can we get in next week? Like, Monday, Tuesday? And she's like, no, it'll be, like, uh, almost two weeks out. Oh. Um, So I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, that gives us time to prepare. And so I made a big deal out of it. I made the appointment. And then over the next couple of weeks, I did, like, the intake forms. And I wrote down all of my Aunt Nellie's history, like, when she was, like, young. And she always felt like she was, like, you know, there was a total of seven kids total, actually. But um, including, like, really my stepdad, like, who was, like, number five out of seven. Mm -hmm. But... 
like Nelly on Nelly was number two out of seven. So she always felt second fiddle to Nene because she thought Nene's pictures were everywhere. And like Grandma Bobby, their their grandmother was like always seemed to really favor Nene a lot. And like she just always felt second fiddle to Nene. Right. And then like Nene had three biological kids. Um, and then, and then Nene's also like adopted two additional kids afterwards who were like the main cousins that I used to play with. Um, mm-hmm. and then, cause they're about the adopted ones are my age, the biological ones are older. And, um, mm-hmm. then, and then so like, and whereas Aunt Nellie like had, I think she back in the seventies, I think she had a stillborn baby. So, you know, it's like, that was a traumatic thing. And then all of them, you know, there were seven siblings originally, but in 1985, one of their, oh, one of their dates. brothers was, one of their brothers was killed by the police in 1985. And they said it was like an attempted robbery or carjacking, but I believe he was actually unarmed. So that would be like, you know, like George Floyd type of T, like, but mm. back in the eighties before there was obviously like, you know, cell phone cameras and T, right? So like one of their brothers was killed by the police. Um, so that was really traumatic for all of them. And then with Aunt Nelly, like, she also, like, dealt with, you know, a husband who had, like, a drug addiction problem at, like, I didn't realize, I knew he had one in the 90s when I was young, but I didn't realize he had one when she first met him in the 80s. She kind of kept mm-hmm. that from a lot of us, but I knew when he ended up getting one in the 90s because my mom, you know, used to talk around me too much. So, um... <laughs> Okay. So like I knew when he got on drugs in the nineties and she like went into a big depression because she found him in the car with like a woman using drugs like at his at his job and you know those auto plant workers, a lot of them do get on drugs at various points, but he had already been on drugs before, I didn't know that. And he's like he was like he became he was like a cheater and there was like um and then she also my aunt Nelly ended up adopting two kids. Like one was, you know, an older a cousin of mine who would have been about a year older than me or it was a year older than me. Um, and she went, I was with Aunt Nellie when she went to pick her up from a foster care agency the very first time on March 20th, 1993. Um, and she had, yeah, I remember we went to go pick her up and that girl gave her hell for years and years and years until they finally became totally estranged. Cause that girl jumped on me first in 2013 and then jumped on her in like 2014 like or fifteen, and Nene almost Ooh. beat her. Nene beat her ass before, but Nene almost really beat her ass that time. But they got a flat. Nene got a flat tire that time, so she was gonna go over her house and beat her ass. But um, and then she adopted a crack baby in nineteen ninety three. The crack born the crack baby, baby was born in nineteen ninety two. But that's the one. Isn't who, that's that the, the word for dude? The, the girls don't call babies crack babies anymore, do they? Well, I don't know the other, I don't know the other name, so y'all gotta just give me <laughs> okay, some grace, God. cause I don't know what the other name is, but the, that's the, oh, that's man. the one who ultimately, that one is the one who ultimately now is in his late twenties and got on meth. That's one of the one I was telling y'all about the other day, who was like, was trying to stay with you? Well, she wasn't trying to stay with me, but that was the girl who I was trying to help out. That was the meth oh, HIV. Oh, sorry, cause you didn't offer her no yeah. place to it. <laughs> Heck, you know, she can't stay with me. That, that's that meth HIV girl I was telling, trying to tell y'all oh, girls God. about a few oh, my weeks God. ago. That's Go the, ahead, so that's the crack baby she adopted originally. Right? So, so oh it's God. like it's Ooh, like a she lot. Try to I do know, good, does she? She does because she always looks out for her like nieces and nephews. She comes to all our. She like comes to all our college graduations. She like can, you know, she traveled to my pen graduation. You know, she like 
she comes to she traveled to all of my like when my brothers graduated from like Georgetown and all that type of tea and my other one in Chicago he graduated from college like she travels to all the graduations and everything um she's like you know we're all very close and so it's like now that her kids are like kind of estranged from her even like the the meth girl is like not really allowed to be around her because the meth girl was like allegedly stealing from her um, even though that might be like a paranoia tea, we don't know, but that meth girl still sh- that meth girl was doing a lot of, was doing meth in her house. So she got put out, but anyway, um, so she has to like, we have to have a barrier because that girl, it's not really like good for her to be around my aunt Nelly right now while she's going through this tea. But, um, it was like a lot of traumatic tea in her life, right? It's even way more than what I'm saying. Like, like it's even with her husband, especially it's even way more, but I don't want to say that all in the air. Anyway, I put all this down in the intake forms. I filled it out on her behalf. I put out, tried to put down as much of her like background history as I could. And, you know, and my Nelly, she, she, um, she has a really interesting history too. She's like, she owned, she was like, she owned a retail store for 10 years all throughout the eighties. And she did a lot of dynamic things. She was a real estate agent. She like, she's gone to Africa. She went to Africa way before the girls was talking about like going to Ghana and stuff. She was going to Ghana in the nineties. Like she's done a lot of interesting things to herself. Um, so my, my thing is, is like, I, I filled out these intake forms, you know, like about 48 hours before her scheduled appointment that was supposed to be on like Wednesday, April, like April 6th, right? I filled it out that Monday and I had it all in. That was like the deadline to get it in. And they called my Aunt Nelly. I mean, I told the whole family about it. Like we're starting to get her help, like the process, you know, um, she had already gone to this like class, like this, like, you know, a mental health class with my mom and that therapist who's a family friend said she couldn't take her because she was full, but that she had a lot of trauma and that she would, you know, her classes that my aunt Nelly could come to any of her classes, but she needed one-on-one therapy. So this is why I found this therapist. I'm surprised she didn't give you any referrals. Um, she did, she did give me some and, but like they didn't have any, the referrals didn't have any availability to these black therapists are booked up. So I had to go out and find this one online, uh, yeah. and this one is a full bra- practice. So anyway, this lady, her name is Sherry Nash. Her name is Sherry Nash. Okay, oh, she's shit. a therapist. I'm giving this host uh-huh. name. Okay, uh-huh. so I fill it out 48 hours before. They call my aunt. They confirm with her, you know, the day before, the Tuesday, April 5th, right? So, okay, cool. So, okay, we're all excited because she's going to start to get help, and she's going to have weekly therapy sessions and everything like that. We're going to figure out, like... You know, at least I, even if they can't really do too much about the dementia tea, at least they can work on like her trauma tea because there's a lot there. There's a lot even between like losing her brother, losing a baby early on. Like it's a lot of tea. Right. Um, And then the two kids she adopted being like how they turned out and being estranged and stuff. So. um, So, OK, so it's really interesting. So the. On the morning of the therapy session, we all like, you know, my mom, Nene's um, oldest daughter, who's like really successful. She's very close to her aunt Nelly too. She's very successful in her own right. She, like, everyone's making a big deal. Okay, you have your therapy appointment tomorrow, aunt Nelly. Like, you know, remember it? We put it in her phone for 11 a.m. It's like, we're excited it's going to be virtual. So she doesn't have to commute anywhere or get lost trying to drive anywhere. And... 
they call her I'm in a I'm in a very I'm at like a semi important like meeting. I'm in person in a meeting on that Wednesday morning at like nine o'clock, nine fifteen, mm. maybe nine twenty. And and Aunt Nelly calls me. She said she this is what they say to her. Okay. She calls me. I pick up even though I'm in the meeting. I don't I just pick up because I can't like not it's my I knew it was something to do with the session. So I literally pick up yeah. in front of people. Yeah. And she says, They call me and they said they can't take me because I have dementia and they they won't take me and they said, you know, I have dementia and blah 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 blah. Now mind you, we've never used that word with her. We always just you know but they literally the assistant or the secretary says that the therapist Sherry Nash can't see her because she has dementia. Ooh. And so I'm like incensed at this point. I just have to stay calm. I have to stay calm because I'm in front of all these people. I was like, oh, wow. Are you serious? That really? Ha-? Like, meanwhile, okay. So then because I'm listed as the emergency contact on the therapy form and I filled out all the forms and I did everything in the third person. I said, my Aunt Nelly, my Aunt Nelly, my Aunt Nelly. They call me after the fact. And the assistant says, oh, we can't see your aunt because the therapist says she has dementia and she won't take her. She needs to just go see a medical doctor. So my, so they've told, they told, they could have just called me and told me this and gave her Mm -hmm. any reason for why they wouldn't see her. Oh, you know, the therapist says they could have told her that we don't think, you know, you're a fit for our practice right now. They could have said, you know, we're really booked up right now. They could have told her anything the day Mm -hmm. before, because the day before is when they called and confirmed the session with her. They could have said anything to her, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and not said the word dementia when we haven't used that with her, because obviously we're not clinical practitioners. We don't have the, to, to tell, I mean, we all think she has dementia, but we, we can't say, I mean, we can't say that for sure until she's diagnosed. And the other piece of it is like, this lady hasn't seen her either. Okay. She really could have done the first session and then said that she's not a fit for me. I can't see her. Right. Mm -hmm. She could have done anything other than what she did telling the assistant to say that to her. Right. Any other option. Right. So, so they call me, I pick up the phone too, while I'm still in this meeting, I, they call me, I say, Oh, did you think that was the best practice to, to call the lady herself? Let him know. Her Let him without, know. Without, and you and without, uh, you actually having even seen her too. Plus I actually, I actually like gave the dementia symptoms early on when I called the practice to ask who would be the best person, right, for her. Mm. And the assistant was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Okay. So mind you, because I'm in front of all these people, I can't cuss her out. Like, (laughs) I can't go off on her, but I wanted to. And she said she would email me a list of referrals. The referrals were, like, super bullshit referrals. One was just the Alzheimer's Association. It wasn't, like, any particular, like, psychiatrist or, like, it wasn't, it was, like, total bullshit. So I... So I'm like totally pissed. I can't believe they were this unprofessional. And my aunt Nelly like is like totally like, you know, me and other relatives are more upset about it than she is because she almost forgets about it like the next day. Right. But, uh, but like we're totally incensed because it's like, Mm. um, super unprofessional. And so 
I go online and look up this therapist, Sherry Nash, and she's like all like, she has like, she's always touting, I'm a black queer, like therapist. And I have all like these awards and I'm a black queer, you know, therapy influencer and all this stuff. And she's younger than I thought she was. She's like in her early thirties. So I don't like, I, I, I think about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to write her review and go off in the review about her. Then I was like, Mm -hmm. no, you know, I'm going to wait because I'm so angry right now. Let me just hold back. I'm going to write her an email and I'm going to tell her about herself in an email. But then, then I worry that I'll use like crazy language and that. So I just still, I mean, this therapy session is supposed to be on April 6th. I still have not done anything or taken any action. I went and looked up her Facebook page. And of course, I wanted to blast that and call her all type of dumb bitches and a raggedy hoe. And I want to call her every name in the goddamn book. But I still haven't done that because I'm still trying to figure out. This is supposed to be some like black queer woman. She's got like the short hair. Like, you know, she's supposed to be an ally of mine. And yet I want to tell her totally about herself. Like in every way possible and call her everything but a child of God. Um, And so it was just like, you know, it's like, and then it made it so I don't even want to call another therapist because it's like, but they are getting, they actually has seen a medical doctor (sighs) and I have found a therapist who will take her. Um, But it's like, it's like, how are you going to handle this, handle this um, practice? I fucked you, fucked her over. I'm eventually going to write her a review. I'm eventually going to write her a review, but I want to do it without any swear words. I want to do it in a more like, and I'm going to get, I'm going to write her a review and I'm going to do it on every platform I can possibly do it on. So whether it's, it's psychology today, whether it's Google, whether it's Yelp, I'm going to do it on every platform and I'm going to blast her on every platform. It's probably another way to also like, um, and then, and then I'm going to write submit like a for her license. Yeah. So I'm actually going yeah. to make yes. So because I'm that type of girl, I'm going to definitely, um, I'm going to definitely like make a complaint against her as far as her license goes. Yeah. I talked to my other friend who is a therapist too, has the same license that she has, who said this is also incredibly unprofessional and that she should have either taken her for the first session and then said we're not a fit or should have not communicated and called the emergency contact from the beginning and said, you know, it's not a fit and gave her another excuse for not. That's really disappointing. This is black queer fish too. This is black queer fish. I mean, girl, the girls do disappoint sometimes. Yeah, clearly, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. But, um, so yeah, it's like, that's a lot. Isn't that a lot girl? So it's like, you know, but if I saw this bitch, I would want to spit in her goddamn face. I'd want oh, to spit shit. in her face. Oh, so, shit. yeah, if I saw her. So I'm glad I haven't looked her back up since that first time because I forget what she looks like. I just know she looks like some bald headed. Um, but I'm like, I'm so done with her. Like, I, I'm glad I don't look, know what she looks like. So I don't spit in her face if I saw her. Um, <laughs> Like, she's a total disgrace to the therapy profession. Like... Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because, like, I want to stand a black queer female therapist, but I can believe the yeah. level of unprofessionalism. Even if it's even if it's the assistant's <laughs> fault, girl, how do you how do you not? You should have taken control of that process then, instead of giving it 
defer. Yeah. You, you know your assistant doesn't have the words and the tools. Like you should have taken control of that. Why process. would your Why would your assistant be the one doing it anyway? I don't know. I can't yeah. say. Maybe because yeah. she's so busy or whatever. Because I know the black therapists are busy right now. That's another. That's just another excuse. During COVID, but you know she's a dumb hoe. Fuck her, Terry Nash. <laughs> Fuck she's that a bitch. Hoe. She's a she's a stupid hoe. She's a yeah. she's a, she's Fuck a her. So I'm just, this is like this therapy tea. We all keep telling people, get therapy, get therapy, seek out therapy, which is great. I mean, I'm a, I'm a proponent of therapy. I've, I've had a year of therapy myself. I need to go back. Um, but I mean, you're a therapy girl too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Therapy's great. I mean, I know I, you've had some. No, therapy. Some therapy is great. I think it's this just similar to your experience. It speaks to that. I like my therapist, but there's also. Even within the therapy practice, there's different ways of people conducting therapy, and you kind of have to find what works for you. Like, I don't always like people who are very consultative, who will want to be like, oh, I want you to find the answer to yourself. I like people who are going to, like, really push me and really challenge me and even give me exercise and things like that, um, or who are going to use their own personal anecdotes, who are going to share parts of themselves to um, help me come to my own conclusions because in some ways, like, that's why I couldn't go to a therapist who was like a white man, even a white gay man. Like I want someone, I have a black queer woman, but you know, I wouldn't mind a black queer man, like someone, um, who can reflect kind of what I'm going through. And over the, though I did have a black queer man who actually was a flaky therapist. Again, it's all about trying to find the right person who fits you. So it's like finding the right person who can communicate what you need and find the right person you just click with. And sometimes that does take time. Um, and so sometimes I think we're so like, Oh, go get therapy, go get therapy, go get therapy. But it's a, as you, you're seeing, it's a, it's a journey, right? It's not just something that you'll just find the right therapist. And for me, even to find the therapist that I have now, I had to go through, it took a long time. And I think especially right now, following the pandemic, a lot of people are overloaded because a lot of people in a good way are seeking mental health, but you know, there's only so many professionals and some of them have like weight, you know, weights and um, cues to see them. So I do, I'm a proponent of therapy, but I also think sometimes I know they're busy because like my mom's it. friend, the therapist is busy. Her, the people she referred me to are busy. Black therapists during the pandemic are like way overwhelmed, but this mm-hmm. was, there's no excuse for what Sherry Nash did. There's yeah, no excuse. No, that doesn't that's excuse it. I'm using her fucking name. Fuck her. Like, there's no excuse for what she did. <sighs> totally unprofessional. Yeah. She really needs to get... I'm not saying she needs to lose her license, but I think she needs some kind of, like, reprimand on her license for what she did. And I, yeah. I'm i going to find a way to make it happen because... Oh, I believe you, girl. I know you can. Yeah, I'm that type of girl. Any right? girl can do so, it. So, you know, I'm that girl, right? So, like... You know, she got the wrong one. She really did. She did. Yeah. She did. She got the wrong mm-hmm. one. And so, but I'm not going to look her face back up again. So I don't, if I see her, I don't know, spit in her face and catch like a <laughs> So oh, I don't even want to know what she looks like. Because if I catch her at a gay pride you know, event or something or at a at a club or something, I'm going to spit in her fucking face. At the face. club. I'm going to spit in her face. Yeah, I will. Wow. And I will catch yeah. the charge and I'll take the charge. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I will, I'll spit in that bitch's she face. Deborah, don't play with her family, y'all. Y'all know it. Yeah, one so, thing you know. Yeah, and so yeah. that being said, yeah. So that's like, um, yeah. So that's where that's at. So that I just yeah. want to tell the girls that story because I do think the girls need to still still seek out therapy and support and all that type of tea. And I need therapy. I need another. I need to go back. I, my I'm so sad because the 
I went to therapy in like 2008 to 2009. I did like a year of really good therapy with this queer, mm-hmm. older white man who I mm-hmm. really, really liked. Now, I don't think I'll go back to a white therapist, but I really I like this one. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I no, I won't go back. I won't go back to a white therapist. But <laughs> I really like this one, and I I really got a lot of value out of it out of it and I would have kept going had I not moved from the DC area but I would have kept going but I just found out I I looked him up because I thought I was I was going to write him he was already old back then but um I know he retired and he moved to like Maine or somewhere and I looked him up on like just the other day and he died at the beginning of 2021 you know and so I was like oh so sad because he was really he was very effective like I got very lucky with him because I had actually sought out therapy during college at Penn and at Counseling and Psychological Services. You know that girl? Remember Caps? Mm. Penn Caps mm-hmm. girl? That's where I first had my first therapist, too. Yeah. That girl I had it there was... was late, honey. She was so late. Oh, my God. It was fish. It was like, oh, like some type of like... I had an amazing black woman. Ooh, she was... This no was like some type... She was an ethnic woman of some kind. I don't know if she was Latin <laughs> or Filipina. She was cute oh, and she goodness. was younger. She was terrible. When I say she was a terrible... She was terrible. So I was already like... When I went to go seek out a real therapist, because she was like a grad student or something, like when I went to go mm-hmm. seek out a real therapist in D.C., I found an incredible one on the first try. I used psychology today um, to find a fit. And that was a really a good, you know, a good tool back then and still is, I think, yeah. even though even though I found this raggedy practice on, on psychology today also. But um, but that being said, like there was a, I found a good one on the first try in DC. And so I was really lucky because sometimes, sometimes you have to try out therapists. You find one, yes. it doesn't work. You have yes. to go to the next one. Like, yeah, but, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to have, yeah. like what Aunt Nellie's going to essentially have to do. Although I found one who's another friend of my mom's who I think will be really good and already knows her background and is still willing to take her. So you know, to address some of that trauma because there is a lot of, there is some craziness going on that I can't really talk about in her, in terms of her mentally, like what she's talking about and thinking about. But that Caps girl, that Pen Caps girl, she was late, girl, because I mean, even like the head of the Pen Caps of the Counseling and Psychological Services a couple of years ago, that girl committed suicide. Like, oh, and you're the, okay, you're the head of the, <laughs> you're the head of the psychology office at Penn okay Christine's i don't know girl. what happened with that and i'm saying <laughs> i'm like how late that is so late though okay we go ahead like, <laughs> i don't know where that's this is going and so uh, so you're saying the head of caps committed suicide well i'm sorry the girl some kids actually told me this the other day you're not supposed to say committed suicide anymore you're supposed to say died by suicide so that's the term the new term but yeah girl the head of caps okay. died by suicide okay, okay. it like maybe last year the year before <sighs> and i just i was like that really like well, let's destroyed leave it on a positive their credibility. Let's leave it on a positive note. Let's leave of it on that organization because it was late for me. I'm glad it was good for you, but it was late for me. Okay. Um, well, I want to leave it on a positive note. So, girls, even if it takes a while, take take care of your mental health, the same as your physical health, same as exercising. Do what you need to do to take care of that mental. Meditate. So. I'm a meditation girl. I'm a big meditation girl. Y- y'all can't tell, but because I'm but I'm over here. I live pretty. I live right. <laughs> Over here, okay, I girl. do. No, I'm okay, a big. Girl. I'm a meditate. I okay, meditate girl. every Can day. Can we wrap up this show? Every day. <laughs> and I, I swear by it. I think it really helps me. I really do. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Even though I'm um, still spin that bitch's face. If I see that hoe, I'm a still spin her face. But oh. um, that's anyway. a show. <laughs> Follow us on social media at Two Save Queens. Um, 
I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. As I'm not going to spin no her face. Mandate. I'm not going to spin her I'm not going to do it. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. He's risen, girl. He's risen. What? I guess the final word is I'm not going to spin in her face. <laughs> He's risen. He's risen. Renewal. He's risen. Forgiveness. He's risen. That's, That's the I final word. Her face. He's, he's okay. risen, girl. He's risen. I like that. Full circle. Full circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. All Bye, right, girls. girls. Bye.